0: A very warm welcome to the Journey Visions. We aim at capturing different participants' visions and their joint projects to fight climate change. This is here, Mustafa Foli from the Transalpine Journey, and today I'm speaking with my very dear participant, Easy. Hello, Easy, first of all, let's start with some rabbit questions. We would like to know more about you. Would you please start with telling us your name, place you go home, place you study?
1: Yeah. Thanks Mustafa. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm easy. Um, my full name is Isabel, but literally no one tells, calls me like that, not even my grandpa. Um, I was born in Hamburg and I studied um, environmental sciences in my bachelor's in Oldenburg, which is in a city in the northwest of Germany, rather small, but yeah, really, really nice. I, I highly enjoyed studying there. And then after my bachelor's, I felt the urge to broaden my horizon because my bachelor's were focusing on natural sciences mainly. And I wanted to know the connections. How do humans behave in the natural environment? How can we uh, transform our economy in order to have functioning nature in 100 years still. And this led me to the decision to start the joint international master in sustainable development, which I started last year in Graz, which is a city in Austria. And now I'm currently living in Leipzig. I studied one semester here and I'm planning to continue my studies here in Leipzig and also to finish it as I just, I fell in love with the city. I love it. I love being closer to my family and yeah so i would say i'm i'm calling this home right now
0: i can totally understand that i've been to leipzig myself and it is a very lovely city
1: yeah you just have a lot of nature you have many big big parks um you have big lakes in the south which are old um coal pit mines and they were flooded and now you can today i actually swam in one which is very interesting like how something that destructive and that harming to the environment like coal turns into something pretty now. And that's very interesting to see.
0: I think that would be one of the very good reasons why we needed to tackle climate change. Would you please tell me three words to describe yourself in three words?
1: I would say I'm patient, I'm organized, and I just love life.
0: Uh, these are all amazing qualities of course I mean I would associate myself with a life lover but organized I don't think I'm going to be as good as you at that but yes that's great (laughs) to hear
1: thank you so much yeah
0: having said all of that what was your motivation to join the journey
1: yeah I don't I remember I was sitting in grads and a friend of mine was sitting next to me and we were all thinking about what to do in summer it was December I think maybe January And we were like, yeah, there's such a long break, let's do something cool, let's let's use this time in a meaningful way. And someone came up with the idea of participating in the summer school, and then uh, she showed me this summer school, uh, the journey we participated in in the end, where you have the opportunity to be together with 39 other like-minded people. And travel to three other cities and just learn and develop during that time and that just resonated so much with me and also having the ability to talk about climate change which is a passion for me and innovation which is something that I didn't really come across in my studies yet but which i find very very interesting that's why i applied
0: okay that's great to hear and we were lucky actually to work with you closely if you would tell me then, where the most interesting topics in the field of sustainable development for you
1: for me personally it must be agriculture and this is really something that drives me so i've been vegetarian for over 10 years now and vegan for I think almost five and I just think that a diet change for example could could be so beneficial for our planet I don't want everyone to be vegan don't get me wrong but just that we think about just a minute let's think about like what are you going to eat today why did you make this decision and what impact does my food have this is something very very interesting and then also like think about like how did i grow this crop where did it come from have you ever seen a field like i don't know i'm just so passionate about the idea of transforming our agricultural system to a more organic one to a system that is closer to nature and that still is able to feed our world. I'm very passionate about food waste. And just for me, the idea of throwing food away that is still good is just awful. When I think about how much energy is necessary in order to produce a single crop. Yeah. And I just think by a a transition to a more sustainable agricultural system could solve many, many of our problems.
0: I totally agree with you on that. Because for that reason, I would like to ask you about an event that impacted you and motivated you to become more engaged in sustainable development or climate action. So what would this spark that came once and said, okay, from now on, I would like to either dedicate myself or do more research about it.
1: And cannot say if there is like one certain point that led to this idea, or if it was more a a long path, probably. Because I remember I I spent a year in Peru after high school. I did a a volunteer year. Um, It's called Weltwärts and organized by the German government. And I remember um, driving to the rainforest for the first time. I wasn't deep down in the rainforest, but I mean, I was still there. And we drove through it um, with a little um, canoe and I saw plastic. I was like, this, this just cannot be. I know we have a big, big impact, but this is just, it's such a remote area. And there are still plastic bags. I see plastic shoes. And that I think that was like the thing that led me to the idea to study environmental sciences, and then from from that studies on, I mean you cannot change. you can only be become more inspired, I would say. And I started to engage Greenpeace Oldenburg, uh, where I did my bachelor's. I worked for food sharing and um, I did an internship for the vegan Society of Austria, and all these inputs just made me more motivated
0: that sounds quite good already i mean i also have been honestly participating in the food sharing programs however i don't think i'm that active in it at the moment because of other duties and work
1: we are we're currently uh, in a worldwide pandemic and things are also not that easy like there were points where we couldn't do food sharing because Things were closed or you couldn't really come close to each other. And now it's slowly starting again.
0: And if I may ask, to what extent have you been involved with the food sharing programs?
1: Um, So in Oldenburg, I would consider myself quite involved. I would go to, for everyone who doesn't know food sharing, it's a German organization. But I think it's also working in different countries at this and via a platform you match somehow uh, potential food savers together with we say supermarkets or little shops and so on and food saver would go to that shop at a certain time and would get that food that the shop cannot sell anymore because I don't know looks a little bit gross they won't be able to sell it on Sunday and on Monday it's not good enough anymore and we would take That food, and then either eat it by ourselves or bring it in. So called the German word is verteiler, so that's a shelf. The distributors, Uh, the distributors, yes. Thanks, Mustafa. And there, everyone can just go and pick that food. And I would go to a supermarket, I'd say, between one to three times a week. Mm-hmm. At peak times. And um, and I also was an organizational body when it came to one certain supermarket. And now as I'm in the new city, I need to start over again and see how engaged I can become.
0: Well, that's definitely a great initiative as well that you are involved in that. And then I would like to ask you then to... What was your biggest inspiration or who was your biggest inspiration in doing all that? It can be a thing, a person, celebrity, a book.
1: I also cannot really say. I think like, I started all these things in my bachelor's and I think just... All my friends and all the people I was surrounded by—they inspired me because one was starting with food sharing, and I thought that's a great thing. I want to join and see what happens. And the other was engaged at Greenpeace. I was like, yeah, let's let's go there. Um, so I cannot really say there's one person
0: yeah i totally understand that and i think that also applies to lots of us there is no specific person on one specific event that happened and changed all our views
1: yeah there are definitely people that inspire me like don't get me wrong yeah but there are so many other things that inspire me as well
0: i can totally understand and do you have a favorite sustainability tool like a book, a podcast, a newsletter, a website, or something like that?
1: That's difficult. So podcast-wise, I only listen to one podcast, which I can recommend. It's a German one. It's called Lage der Nation, and they talk about the political things that are happening in Germany and um, also outside. Um, A book that was very inspiring, I had to read it last semester, is The Age of Sustainability. It's a very big but comprehensive book and I can highly recommend
0: it. Yeah, then given your educational academical background and also what you are already studying at the, as well at the moment, how would you separate these theories from practical applications? Because we learn a lot of things at school and uni and that are really perfect on a conceptual level. But how would you separate these theories from practical applications?
1: I mean... For example, talking about my bachelor's in in the first year, I studied the basics of chemistry, physics, mathematics. And when I look at what I'm doing now and the practical work I've been doing as a volunteer, of course, this doesn't really match. But then on the other hand, I'm lucky that I studied these things. And I, I always think that there is a reason or that it is valid to have a certain background knowledge even if it's so theoretical and i mean that's the same with um, sustainable development like we have all these great ideas but if they are very if they are practical in the end and if we can really use these ideas we will see yes
0: yes Exactly. And I also wanted to ask you then, you said, I just want to make sure that you work already in the agriculture field or you are more interested in the research for the agriculture field.
1: Um, so I'm personally not working in the field currently. I will actually move uh, this month into another flat and I'm looking forward to the balcony so that next summer I can start growing at least some tomatoes and some herbs and so on. And I also don't have... I didn't study agriculture. So all my all my knowledge um, is based on theoretical input. I would love to have my own garden at some point, but I see myself mm-hmm. generally working more in the theoretical
0: field. Yeah. Would you like to tell us a bit more about the project that you started during the journey, you are a new group, of course.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. So um, I had a very, very lovely group. Um, we called ourselves Greening is Caring. The general starting point um, were cities. So we know that in the future, more than, I think, two-thirds of the world population will be living in cities. And if we look at a general rise in population, this will be quite a lot of people. So so, um, cities will face big challenges. And one of the challenges will be green public spaces. So if we think about it, um, if more and more people will move to a city, the city will either need to become bigger in in size, the so-called urban sprawl, and will by this seal soil and destroy the nature or the agricultural fields that are there. Or what we also have is that the currently existing green areas within the city will become less as a new building might be built there so that more people can live in the city center. So we were saying, well, that's but this is a very, very important thing. Having green areas within a city is important um, when it comes to social aspects. So for people to relax, for people to come together with your neighbor, with your friends. Um, also to teach your children what plants they can see, um, that they can observe uh, some insects to be close to nature. And then on the other hand, it's also an environmental aspect, having a habitat uh, for other animals increasing the biodiversity within the city, acting against the heat island effect within cities and so on. So we were saying, well, this is very important. We need to have more of it. And it seems as if some municipalities are not able to provide ed- as much green areas as we would like. To. And then um, I realized another problem as I was moving here um, to Leipzig at the beginning of a, of the pandemic, that I don't know my neighbors and that it's, it's really, really important to know your neighbors because if something happens to me, if I cannot go outside for some reason and I don't have flatmates, I still need to buy toilet paper, right? Um, so yeah. we are thinking about <laughs> um, connecting neighbors via the collective action of greening their neighborhood. And then we were thinking, okay, but how can we organize this? And the idea was to create a platform that we would call Plantify, and um, this platform would have a map of the city, where people can mark spots where you where there is either brownfield or maybe just some space where you could garden a little bit, maybe also private, privately owned spaces could be mapped there for example i have a garden but i have zero time or zero interest in gardening this area but i would like it green and i like to have people over and so people could come and the other aspect would maybe be to have a little sharing platform where people can say well i i have time i would like to garden but i don't have the space or I would like to start gardening, but I don't own the tools. And with this, via collective action, a city would become greener.
0: I really like this idea a lot. I like that you took care of the social aspect as well. It's not only about climate change and about keeping the social aspect from my point of view as well makes it also more sustainable because we're engaged in it. So that's a great idea. I'm glad to hear it.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I, I also think that like... In order to have a resilient community we must know each other and we only when we know each other we can help each other and only if we know each other we I mean we respect each other and we know each other's needs and I just think that this this will be very very important in the future as well to absorb occurring shocks.
0: I totally agree with you. And I would like to ask you for two more things, fair thing. Then what's going to be your advice for the others, climatiers, so as to say, in engaging in climate action?
1: Start small, I think, is one thing that I really took from this journey because we had so many ideas. And I mean, I personally also would like to change so many things, but this is just impossible. So starting small, starting local, staying motivated and connecting with other like-minded people and just make the transition a fun transition is very, very important. Like going back to our uh, project idea, start gardening the little brownfield behind your house, which is, I don't know, maybe there's a parking lot and you think, some flowers could be nice here then just put them and talk to your neighbors
0: this will make it not only two question but three how do you keep yourself motivated then all the time
1: so i i think it's things like the journey that that i really see wow there are currently more than almost 400 other people that are so motivated to change that are looking forward to a brighter future that still have hope that we can make this earth livable for future generations as well and that we can save the rest of nature we have these things just motivate me seeing how how motivated the younger generation is looking at Fridays for future for example i went to to some demonstrations where there were 8 year olds shouting their soul out being angry wanting to change something that just motivates me and tells me that I should continue with what I'm doing and also when when people come to me of course and say like hey easy i've been thinking a lot about it about a conversation for example and i decided not to fly today or i decided to try to be vegetarian for a month these are moments where I'm like, yes, it's it's worth fighting.
0: Uh, it's a great feeling as well that, you know, that you are doing and you are part of the change.
1: Yes, yes, that's for sure.
0: Okay, then the last one would be, before we go to our game, what's going to be the most efficient three ways, so as to say, to fight climate crisis?
1: I think we need to stop using fossil fuels as much as we can. We need to transition to a more sustainable way of agriculture and we must reduce our consumption.
0: Great. So I think it's time that we go to the game that we have set up at the end of this Ooh. podcast. Okay. Okay. We'll play a short game, okay? You have to choose between one of the given options. Okay?
1: I will try my best.
0: Okay. Electro car or public transport?
1: Public transport.
0: Organic or local?
1: Organic.
0: Bike or walking? Bike. Train or bus?
1: Train.
0: Bamboo or paper cup?
1: Bamboo.
0: Uh, there is no right or wrong answer. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> and like,
1: what's a paper cup? Is it a one, like, single-use paper cup? Or is it a multiple-use paper cup?
0: I guess a paper cup is... <laughs> One.
1: Look at this. So a paper cup that is single use. I mean, single use. We don't want to have that. But then, on the other hand, these bamboo cups. Unfortunately, they often contain plastic as well, um, because only bamboo doesn't stick together. So that's also not the perfect option.
0: True. Then we should have had another option then, and I like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just thinking enjoy out of the box yeah. yeah just enjoy your coffee in the cafe take the half an hour just sit look at the other people look into a magazine daydream enjoy the sun on your face that's way better than having it to go
0: uh, i would love that as well i know that some people are busy but i would like that people could enjoy it a little bit more and the last one would be soya or oat milk
1: oat milk Always Altmink. That
0: <laughs> is the uh, end of our interview. I would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your feedback on our social media channels. And of course, you can get in touch if you want to be part of this podcast as a participant. Thanks a lot, Easy. It was I was really glad to interview you and I already find you're doing a lot of great things.
1: Thank you, Mustafa. I, I enjoyed it. It was my first podcast and it's so much fun. I would do it again.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you and have a great day.
1: Thanks, you too. Bye.
0: Bye.